Because when you park in the spot, see what you need is someone who comes with a welcome packet to the area so you know what you need to be plugging into. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. <gasps> All right. You are listening to Stationed with Stories. I'm your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get started, let me just tell you all that these are all my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all, let's just jump into it. Welcome. Welcome to all those who have not been with the podcast before. Welcome. Okay, you are welcome. And to all my peeps. Hey, peeps. For all y'all who have been here for a while from the very beginning, welcome back. You know you are welcome. And um, just a little update, y'all. I made it to the next duty station. Yes, I am in Washington State and who it has been a whirlwind. I am recording this in a hotel room right now. You know how it is if you are in this life, okay? Whew, you know that that initial period where you touch down and you have to do all the things to get yourself settled. That's where I am right now. But you know what? I am so excited to get into this this episode because it's just, you know, it's where I am right now. It's the stuff that I'm seeing and noticing and remembering in this season of being in that middle of a permanent change of station, a PCS move. But before we get into all of the stuff that's happening and the topic of the day, let's just jump into the book, okay? And the book that I read that really, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I read it just a couple of weeks ago, finished it up, and it is called Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner. And the book came out in 2021. Now, Michelle Zahner, some of you may know as Japanese Breakfast. That is her stage name. She is a singer musician and, you know, has a band. And so that is her name. I knew nothing about her before. I did not know anything about Japanese Breakfast, had never heard of it. And I can't even tell you all exactly how I came to get this book on my to read list. But it has been a bestseller, came out in 2021, as I've already mentioned. And let me just get into my three words. The first word, heartbreaking. Second word is honest. And my third word for this book is connective. Now, let me just start with heartbreaking. This story, if you read the cover or if you read a quick review of the or synopsis of the book, is about... Michelle's mother, really, and the loss of her mother, the heartbreaking loss of her mother, and how that loss really brought up a lot of things uh, about her childhood and about her culture being half Korean, half white. And I, I thought from the very beginning, okay, this, you know, what's going to happen. Mom is going to die. So that's, there's no spoiler there. Mom will die. But the heartbreaking part of it is not just that mom dies, but all of the feelings, all of the memories that it unearths for the author. And it's a memoir in case I did not make that clear. It's a memoir. And so obviously 
it's picking upon a particular theme in her life and kind of circling around it with all the backstory to really understand its impact on her. So it's heartbreaking for that reason. All the things it unearths about her, some of the first lines of the book or the first chapter are just heartbreaking. You know, is she, you know, is she really, is she Korean anymore now that the person that connected her to her culture is no longer with her, right? What is her connection anymore? And I just felt that that was heartbreaking. And the other piece of it being that it's not just about the loss of her mother, but it's about many losses. And you, when if you read the book, you will see the other casualties, if you may, that she experiences. And she talks a lot about experiences that formed her and that it seems she didn't really understand how much they formed her until her mother was dying. So it was heartbreaking that it was a heartbreaking book. Honest. I felt like she did not hold back. And I have read memoirs and I felt like, okay, they gave me a lot. They were pretty raw and honest, the word I use here. But I don't know if they gave me everything, right? You share some, you save some. I Sometimes I feel like I read memoirs where they have glossed over certain details that would, would have been more gritty or they have dressed up the past a bit to make the party seem less like a villain, okay? For for this book, oh, there were moments where I thought, wow, I don't know if I would have even admitted that. <laughs> like, honestly, there it was very honest in its portrayal of mom. And, you know, and I think I'll get to that in a little bit, but I think she did it in a, a very kind and it, we there's layers there's layers to it I said kind because it didn't start off with these are all the things that mom did to me when I was a child these are all the things that dad did later while mom was dying these are all the things that I did you know we built up to that we felt the heartbreaking emotion of mom dying even before she died you go back in the past and that's what the book does it goes back in the past and you see what happened, what led up to mom's death and you don't see it all until the very end. So I I just thought that that was really well written, but it was honest because you got the truth and then you got another layer of truth and we're going like down. Okay. So then you get another layer of truth that is deeper and it was honest. And there are moments where I thought she is very brave to have admitted that about herself and to have admitted that about her mom and her dad. Yeah, so I thought it was very honest. And in in moments, it made me kind of wince. Like, whoa, that is deep, particularly with family dramas, family stories. It is hard, I would think, to share all that a family goes through. And I'm sure she kept some things to herself, you know, that just didn't make sense for this memoir. But what she did put in there felt very honest. And last, connective, okay? Connective. I thought it was very well written. And I'm not sure, you know, I didn't do too much background on, 
you know, seeing if she had a ghostwriter. I'm not sure she might just be a fantastic writer. That's her thing. I 100% would support that as the theory as well. I know that she talks mostly about being in love with music. So I did not see someone who was, unless, you know, of course, she's doing a lot of writing and songwriting, of course, but I did not see that coming. It was just so well-crafted, well-written. And I say that because I say connective because there were a lot of moments of foreshadowing, right? Dropping a little bit of information so that it could be expounded upon later. And I I really love that type of writing. Just give me a little bit, like just kind of give me a foreshadow and then make it make sense later, okay? <laughs> and she makes things make sense. There were no unmended, there were no open threads. Everything really connected at the end. Everything came full circle. It made sense why she included certain extended family members into this memoir. Their role made sense later. You know, it really was well written and there was a lot of connective tissue that brought sometimes very you know sh- random parts of the book. And there were moments where I'm, I was thinking, OK, so how do we end up at Auntie's place in Seoul or, you know, how why why are we talking about, you know, this time in her life in New York? Like uh, there are moments where I'm like, OK, what's what what's happening here? Like this, this feels a little bit random, but it all came together. Very connected. So that is the book Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner, also known as Japanese Breakfast. It was published in 2021. Pick it up if you so choose. All right, y'all moving on to the topic of the day. Y'all. Mm-hmm. So I told you already, made it to Washington State. We are going to be stationed here for some time. And you got to start over, right? I'm coming from Japan. First of all, the Packers, they were like, and I knew it. I knew better this time. Like, if it's open, it will not go. So all my little, you know, vinegars and all of my um, flowers and all of my oils had to stay in Japan. You know, gave it to my peoples back in Japan so that they can enjoy it. But now I had to start over, right? I'm in this place. I have to start over. And so I went to the commissary, y'all. First of all, I thought the commissary was on base. It was not. It was on an annex base because we're stationed Everett. And Everett base is smaller than I thought. So much smaller. (laughs) And it has, it did really, yes, it doesn't have the services, all the services that I was expecting it to have, but that's okay. Okay. So I found out the hard way, but I eventually figured out where the commissary was. I went out up, up, up north to get to the commissary because I needed my stuff. I need to start this kitchen off. I love to cook. And y'all went to the commissary and I almost parked in a reserved spot. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are in this life, you're a military spouse, you're in this military life, you know about these reserved spots. And listen, to my credit, I have not driven in almost a year, okay? In Japan, I did not drive. I just had my little bicycle. That was it. So when I got to the commissary, and I've, I've been to the commissary in a car in the last year, heading out with friends, that kind of thing. So I, I've i seen the spots. I've walked past the spots, right? I have cycled past the spots. 
But being in a dr- car and driving that car, you notice these things. And so I, I noticed or re-noticed things that I had not really paid attention to in almost a year. And in case, you know, you're wondering, what, what are these spots? You know the spots, the CO spots, right? Commanding officer, the XO spots, executive officer, ombudsman. Mm-hmm. Ombudsman usually has a spot in these places. I've even seen an E1 spot. So enlisted officer spot. I think that was in Newport. It was in front of a restaurant. It was like, you know, basically if you just enlisted in the military, you have a spot too, which I don't think I've seen everywhere. I think that was literally the only place I've seen it. But right, you have these spots. I've seen retired spots, I believe. I believe I've seen a retired spot before in one of, on one of these bases. But anyway, you have your spots. And I'm like, you know what? Let, oh, let me let me back on out of here. I almost pulled into a spot that was not my spot. And I was it just got me to thinking, y'all. It just got me to thinking. We need we need more spots. We need more special spots. Special spots, okay? You know, don't park in these people's spots, okay? Cuz that's not your spot. But but you could have a different spot if we really start to think about all the spots that could be assigned. You know, you so go with me, y'all, because you know, you know, I I can I can go a little far out there, but just come on with me for a little minute, okay? So first of all, the first one, this one makes sense, okay? We need pregnant slash. I just don't have it in me with these kids. Spots. Mm-hmm. You heard me right, right? You need expected mother spots. You know, newly given birth spots. And you need the spots like, I just don't have it in me with these kids. Spots. Yes. Yes. They can be the same spot. They can be a couple of spots in the little area. But we need these spots because one, pregnant women go through a lot. Okay. With their bodies. Well, nobody have time to be walking from the very end of the parking lot. They should have spots everywhere, not just on bases. Okay. There should be spots for pregnant and postpartum women everywhere. Okay. And, but, but at the same time, you know, sometimes you, people have given birth a long time ago. These kids, five, six, seven, eight, nine, but you just don't have time. These kids is just doing too much today. You, you are on your last wit. And if you just came into this, you just need to get something in the store. You still got to have these kids with you and you just don't have it in you. You, wouldn't it be nice to just have a spot? Mm-hmm. You want you a spot where you just don't have anything else to give with these children. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two, okay? We need, and I've seen this before, short-term spots, like 15-minute spots. 15-minute spots. It's um, it's called the I'm here for one thing spot. I am here for one thing. And I've seen it in what has stood out most of my mind is a spot when I was living down in San Diego area and one of the grocery stores had a 15 minute spot. And I can't remember seeing that too many other places, but I thought that was great. Obviously it's an honor system like everything else is, but if you are here for one thing, I am at the next, right? I'm Navy, Navy family. So I'm at the next or the PX or wherever you're going. And I just, I just need some shower gel. And I really am only here for shower gel. Now, if you want them people who you get in the store and you start just, sh- you go to that one thing at the very end of a two hour visit. No, 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 no. This is not 
your spot. I'm talking about the people's like, I just, uh, I'm, I'm getting off of work or I have my lunch break and I'm just running here real quick to get the shower gel. Why? Just give me a spot, please. Okay. Um, next, next, keep going with me, y'all. Keep going with me. If you are having one of them days when you cannot remember what day of the week it is, you, you, you barely know what month you're in. You are barely holding it together. Life has been challenging. Maybe you had some particular challenges happening on that particular day, or it's been a rough week, or, you know, it's been a rough year, whatever. And, or you just flustered. Okay. Just so confused. You're so busy. You just harried. Okay. And you can't even remember the day of the week. You can barely keep track of what month it is. I think we should have a good spot for that person. Okay. Give them a spot and no, no, you don't use that spot every day. If you just, if you need some long-term help, get you some long-term help. Okay. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about those one-off days when you're just like, what is going on in life? I don't know what today is. I came to Chick-fil-A and it's Sunday and I'm so like, like if, if that's you, okay, maybe you need a spot too. And the last spot I'm going to give y'all. Okay, <laughs> last spot I'm going to give y'all because I was visiting because I'm trying to find a church home. Okay, that's another thing that's part of my relocation experience. I have to find a church. And so I went to this church and I got this idea. Okay, for the spot, y'all, you need a I'm new here spot. Mm-hmm. New to the area spot because I've, I've you know, been conversing with people and they're like oh you're new here welcome you know all of these different people even like the commissary workers she said are you new here and I said yes yes I am she said yeah usually we know our regulars and I'm like wow (laughs) that's kind of funny right and so I just thought you know what if I had a spot right so when I pull up it's kind of like those churches especially small churches when you're a new person. You have to stand up and introduce yourself to the whole church, right? And then somebody comes with a welcome packet and they all wave at you kind of awkwardly and just like, hi, hi, how are you? And everyone comes to you and rushes you. It's like, welcome, welcome, welcome. We need one of those spots, okay? For the for the military community, for these bases. Because when you park in the spot, see so what you need is someone who comes with a welcome packet to the area so you know what you need to be plugged into in your new duty station. And you know, you get awkward ways. Everybody's really smiley and, and waving at you. And that that's real cute to me sometimes. And uh, you get, it's not almost like you get a little shopper circular maybe if you're going to the commissary the next. So you know, you know, what's on sale today. This is a new place. You know, you get all, maybe you get a base map. Mm-hmm. You know, you park in that spot and everybody, the person in, and the store is looking around to see who parts of the spots. So they come out to you with a little base map and all the information you need. That would be a one-stop shop for real, for real, y'all. <laughs> yes. So spots. Yes. Special spots, right? That's my parking spot. That's, that's what we're talking about today. That is my parking spot. If you can think of any other spots, let me know. I would love to hear your feedback on what other spots we need in the community, in the male spouse community, okay? All right, y'all. So moving on to the last portion of the podcast, let us move into another flash fiction piece. And because this episode is is on President's Day, okay? 
a holiday that I would normally forget about (laughs) if it wasn't for all these different businesses telling me that they're closed on President's Day, okay? So there we go, President's Day. And I just thought that in honor of this federal holiday, I should do a piece, and this is a kind of tongue-in-cheek piece, fun piece, called Presidential Idea. Alicia pulled into her parking spot in front of Corbin and her's apartment on M Street. Light glowed from their second bedroom window on floor seven. Was he working this late? She grabbed the mail on her way up, shifting the weight of her gym bag on an achy shoulder. You hungry, Corbin? She asked as she walked through the front door of the two-bedroom outfitted in her parents' furniture from the 90s. I need another 30 minutes, Corbin called out from their functional office that served as a part-time bedroom when they had guests. They rarely had guests. Still sweaty from practice, Alicia grabbed a Gatorade from the fridge. This was when she noticed it from the corner of her eye, causing her to shut the fridge sharply. On the oval oak dining table, with its three mix-max chairs, were dozens upon dozens of red and white flyers. Corbin for president. Alicia narrowed her eyes as she read the caption. Seriously, Corbin? She cried. On the couch sat a box of buttons. In front of the TV were personalized pencils. Beside the ficus were folded t-shirts of various sizes that read, Support Triple D with me. Alicia tossed her gym bag to the floor and her roller skates hit the ground with a loud thud. She stormed in the half office, half guest room, incredulous. I thought you were joking, Corbin. Her fiance didn't look up from his computer screen. About the nonprofit? Not a chance, he replied with a smirk. Roller derby teams don't have support groups for partners, she said, trying to keep her voice level. It's not a support group, it's an organization. Alicia stared blindly at this man of hers. The darned damsels of Dale, Triple D for short, didn't need an association for spouses and partners. But here he was, working on another project the world didn't ask for. There will be two presidents around here soon, Corbin said as Alicia turned on him. She turned back to him, rolling her eyes. She didn't have the patience to re-explain that she was captain and not president of her roller derby team. Instead, Alicia settled on a different approach. Don't you think you're taking this too seriously? She asked. The room fell silent. Even the computer stopped its mechanic humming as if personally offended on behalf of its owner. Corbin hesitated before he pronounced, you never support my causes. Alicia could see the determination in his eyes. The same determination he had when advocating for beehives in local nursery schools or funding for geriatric parks or sustainably sourced pineapples in school lunches. You're really going through with this, she asked, defeated. One day, all roller derby clubs will have a chapter of the Spouse and Partner Association like the one I'm creating. 
Corbin said, a faraway look on his face. Just call me Mr. President. All right, y'all, that is it for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Check out the website, stationwithstories.com. Everything is there from the podcast if you want to listen to it from the website directly to all of the pieces. They are there if you want to read them. And you can also reach out to me via the website. So do that. Check it out. Also, follow me, Instagram, stationed underscore story. I'm also on YouTube. And of course, I will be back next Monday, Station with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps. Hmm. <laughs>